Welcome to the Health Admin Life Podcast. My name is Brooke, and I'm going to interview special guests to explore the vast career opportunities in health administration. Whether you're a clinical professional, a corporate worker, a student, or a patient yourself, this podcast is for everyone. Get ready to be inspired. Hello, current and future healthcare leaders. Welcome to the Health Admin Life Podcast. My name is Brooke, and today I'd like to welcome Brendan Nobbing, nursing student at Washington University, who is transitioning into health administration. Brendan, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are? Yeah, sweet. So before I begin, I just want to say how thankful I am to have you reach out and keep in contact with me over these past few months and finally being on this podcast. It's truly an honor. So thank you so much for that. But like you said, uh, my name is Brendan Nabi. I'm a senior in college, finishing my nursing school career at Washington University in St. Louis. And then in the fall, I'll be attending St. Louis University's MHA program. I'm born and raised in St. Louis, and I'm proud Midwest kid. So yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. Yes, and thank you so much for being on the show as well. It has been great working with you and excited to do the podcast today. And I think our listeners will be excited too. Um, But one of the first questions I have is, I think that a lot of people may not know what it is that you do, whether it's nursing student or what you're getting into in health administration. Can you explain a little bit more of a typical week or your day-to-day duties look like? So exactly. That's a great question. So obviously, if you know any nursing students, at the end of your nursing career, you do this capstone project where you're basically like the lead nurse or the main nurse for like a shift to three shifts, depending on what school you go to. And it was, I was on a surgical unit when I saw administrative fellows come in and reached out to actually the head of the administrative fellowship at the hospital. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm interested in, in doing something for you guys. I think this career path is the right path for me. And from there, I, I picked up like a little administrative intern sh- internship for college students where I'm kind of just like answering phone calls, delivering, delivering food, coffee to the higher ups at the hospital. So like the vice president, even the president there. The connections and people are the really reasons why I got into it. So, yeah, so that's kind of my schedule. So I go into class, answering some phone calls on the side, delivering some food, just getting used to that environment, basically. Certainly. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think people would be interested in, in the type of hospital you worked for. Was this a health system, academic medical center, or what sector were you in? So, yeah, I was at a health system, especially okay. on the clinical side. Um, but yeah, like everyone else, you got to start somewhere and I'm exploring every option. And I truly feel like there's options out there where it's going to catch my interest and I'm excited for those opportunities. And how long have you been in the industry for? So I've started, I think I started when I just turned 16. So in the hospital, a long time volunteering for a couple of years and then doing some intro jobs like nurse tech, uh, patient, tra- patient transport. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got selected to an advisory board member of a hospital where you help raise funds, revenue, and uh, work closely with the board director. So in the clinical aspect of it, I would say like five plus years, but in the health administrative side, I'm just putting my foot in the door right now. So. That's awesome. And what made you interested in getting a nursing degree and now even an MHA? How did you get to where you are today? So, yeah, it was kind of a personal story. 
But let's start from my high school career. I, I graduated high school in COVID. So realistically, I didn't really have a graduation. It was a football field late July when it was 100 degrees outside. It was, it was horrendous. But before that, it was me and my best friends all were like, let's, let's do something different than everybody else. We're all interested in military aspect of things. So by the time we're all seniors in high school, we either enlisted in the military or applied to a, the military academies. Half my friends went to the academy, half my friends and myself enlisted in the Navy. So I signed a Navy contract towards the end of my senior year. And as COVID happened, med checks were nonstop. And when a med check came to me, it came to the hearing and I failed it three times. And after the fourth time I took it, I was eventually dismissed from the Navy. So that, that hits you hard. What, what's next? What, what am I doing with my life now? But as, as talking with physicians, all those healthcare workers, I was diagnosed with conductive hearing loss. I had 40% hearing loss in my left ear. And the only way to re, uh, save my hearing was surgery. So I was in the hospital, uh, COVID was at all time high. And that was the first glimpse when I saw uh, what the nurses did, what physicians did, what, what all the healthcare heroes did uh, for patients. And that really stuck to me. I'm like, uh, that's, that's a dedicated path for a career. I couldn't see myself doing anything else better than that. And then for my MHA, this is where it kind of takes a turn. So in nursing school, I'm in nursing school, got accepted and all that. Um, doing my clinicals all around the hospital, I really started to see what nurses had to go through, really what healthcare ethics was, how nurses and healthcare workers felt about the ethics and values from the higher ups down. So that, I didn't really like that either. It was like the first story I told you about how the fellows came to the hospital and the residents were kind of making fun of them. So I decided to do something about that. I was like, I am, I cannot see myself being a bedside nurse from here on out. I need to change what people think of healthcare to get more people like nurses, healthcare physicians working for something really good, which is healthcare. So I reached out, I was reaching out and I, I managed to be enrolled in the MHA um, program here in St. Louis. One, I want to go back to the information you shared in the beginning. One, I, I think that you probably found it very shocking to find out the news about your hearing loss. I am sorry to hear that for you. And I know that probably wasn't easy news, especially with a path you really wanted to go on. But I think it's amazing that you were able to find another area where you could be passionate about. And now that you've been in it and you've got to see this side, now you want to make the jump to health admin, which is even better. I think that in this field, there's so many great opportunities to make change and have a really impactful career. So this is awesome. And thank you so much for sharing your journey so far. I think many people are probably wondering, now that you've done nursing, now that you've chosen an MHA, how did you choose going into um, the MHA degree? Did you consider other options like an MBA or an MPH? Yeah, for sure. So at the time I wasn't even looking at my MHA. So I was just looking at my MBA because a lot of my friends in business so far, they're just getting their MBA right after they graduate. 
-hmm. was reaching out with some MBA programs and they were like, you're, you're a nurse. Like, yeah, I'm a nurse. And then they even directed me to some MHA programs here in St. Louis. And in St. Louis, the best one on bias is St. Louis University. At the time I looked at it, it was eighth in the nation. And I know a lot of high rewarding grads from that program that are in amazing jobs now. I don't really look at prestige or anything like that, but it was hard not to at the time. And I also knew that I could do more with a nursing background with my MHA. Um, also, MBA programs required some prereqs that a nurse did not have. I also looked at my MPH. As a nursing student, you kind of take some public health classes. And that area is amazing because they focus on something something really, I would say, I don't want to say drastic, something really important in the healthcare field that needs needs work or needs help with. And I wanted to broaden my views on everything really. So I was like, let me do, let me do an MHA. SLU, SLU has both MPH, MHA, and talking with the mission counselors there, having my interview, they're like, I think the MHA path is the way for a nurse to go. I was like, couldn't agree with you more. Thank you for sharing that too. And I, I think maybe also speaking on like my personal experience, I definitely was presented with the same options. Should I do my MBA, MHA, MPH, and MBA, I knew I would have probably maybe more options to go outside the health field if I wanted to do that down the road. Um, I also knew with an MPH, I would be able to help more on the community health and needs of communities. Um, but I think that an MHA gave me the opportunities to, to still learn about the health admin field, but also taking on courses, both in MBA and MPH, um, because I did take a lot of my electives in the MBA um, degree. So that was awesome. And then I did take some classes in MPH. So I got best of both mm -hmm. worlds, but still getting an MHA. So even though I went with that program, um, it might not always be the best for someone. So I would say if you're thinking about going into these different um, careers, think about the different degree options, think about what you took in undergrad um, and the experiences you have in the workforce to really think about what is going to be the best option for you because there's no one size that fits all. Yeah, couldn't um, say anything better than that. Yeah, perfect. And maybe another question is, what are other things that people should consider when, um, when they're in their program? Is there anything to get more involved in? Did you get involved in anything um, during your nursing degree? Is there anything you want to get involved in during your MHA? Um, it's just student clubs, I guess. I'm later in my nursing school career. I feel like if I was more involved in nursing clubs, more involved in hospital clubs, if that makes sense, you'll meet more people, especially, especially in St. Louis. Everybody knows everyone here. So if you know, just saying the prison of one hospital, you know, a lot of connections in the St. Louis area as well. Um, yeah. So just involved for me, I did a lot of volunteering before nursing. So I had a lot of experiences and people to talk to that were at those hospitals or places I did volunteering, but actually in school. And when I get to my MHA program, program 
help on like very involved in the in the hospital and clubs and clubs and uh, all the other stuff I would hope to get involved in related to this field if that makes Wonderful. sense yes yeah. that definitely does and I maybe speaking of more in my experience too growing up I interned at my local health system uh, in undergrad I definitely volunteered at my local hospital also was able to intern at that same hospital I during grad school did a few things where I was um, one of the MHA board members which was a great experience and highly recommend people do that if you have the option of joining a club related to healthcare, I would do that um, my undergrad had an opportunity called the student health um, advisory board and helped shape what the community um, on campus I would say little clinic um, what that um, looked like how it was run um, so that was awesome and then another thing I would recommend people getting involved in if they can is looking into different entrepreneurship activities where my graduate program they had a new venture competition um, so that was great to get involved in we helped create a website for maternal mothers um, just thinking of little things where you can get involved will make your experience so much better no matter what program you choose um, and then lastly do as many internships as you can during your time because working part-time is great getting internships is great and really really will set you up for success going into um, your next position my next question for you brendan is do you have a favorite thing about working in healthcare in general definitely the teamwork aspect of it i've worked with uh, administrative fellows interns physicians attending physicians residents nurses pts ot's all these healthcare workers have the same goal of to rebuild a patient's recovery. Uh, the teamwork aspect of that is truly why healthcare for me is one of the best places to work. So the teamwork is amazing. I would agree as well. And I think a lot of people underestimate the power of your team and the people you work with and the culture within an organization. And every culture is different from hospital to hospital and really looking, I would say, at the values and the vision, mission, and um, of that org can really tell what that company values and the type of people who are working there. And um, I've been thankful to work with incredible people in healthcare. Usually people who work in healthcare are passionate about what they do because then they you're helping patients and they don't get to choose to be in the hospital, um, but you get to choose this career. So it really is um, an awesome, awesome career. And my next question for you is, do you have any advice for aspiring leaders going into health admin? So for myself, I'm kind of aspiring leader as well. Um, haven't really started yet, but yeah, I live by kind of three things that I learned to do. Uh, so have, have opinions, ask questions, and then be curious. Be curious of what's out there. Ask questions of how to do something better. How do you do this? ask questions of like, what did you do? How did you do that? And put yourself out there. Even if you get completely embarrassed by something, at least they know your name, at least you're out there. Uh, at least your name's out there. Even if like, oh, this, this guy is not ready for this position or he just doesn't really have what it takes yet. 
at least they know who you are. So that's the biggest thing. I've made a fool of myself countless times already in nursing school and trying to be in this field. Uh, that because I'm curious and ask a lot of questions. If they're dumb questions, guess what? I'm still answering them. I'm still asking them, sorry. But I would say live by those three things and I think you'd go a long way. If people that are a higher up job than you, if you ask them the right questions, they will probably be interested in, and talk to you. So those three things I, I feel like will get people pretty far. I agree. I think that when you talk about opinions, I think that people are always hesitant about sharing what exactly. they value exactly. or what they're thinking. Um, but especially starting your early career, people want to see what you're thinking. You've yeah. gone through school. You've gone through many years of school. So don't be afraid. Even if you're new at the company, that's mm -hmm. okay. Say I'm new, but this is what I think. Um, and this is just a perspective I have. And this can add value in so many ways you don't think of. Um, then when it comes to making connections, not being afraid to reach out, um, even just for a one-on-one, -on -one, a coffee date can go so, so far. And healthcare is so small. And you'll realize you can meet so many different people and full circle, that person might help you get a job in the future. So don't be afraid to reach out to people and stay connected with those um, that you've met, whether it's writing a list of their name and how you met them or a fun fact about them but try to always stay in touch with your network. Um, and so maybe a question too with this is I know that it can be hard to reach out to people and it's tricky to network. I know for me, like I like setting up coffee dates, but is there a trick for you to connecting with people? So you just, I got LinkedIn a few, few weeks ago. That's an amazing way. I really encourage people to do that. But when I was still in nursing school, it was more more like you're in the system already. You have these email addresses. So I was kind of given like my connections already. It's like I could just type in the email address from the health system and just boom, I responded. But yeah, you have to really look into what interests you about them. And then you kind of have to see what they did that interests you and email them of like, Hey, I, I like this, what you did, how can I do this in my future career? Or how can I mimic what you did in my career? So you, again, you have to have your own opinion and like, okay, I like this. I want to go in this direction. I feel like this is the right person to contact about my career. And like you said, coffee dates, I had a lot of people interested and they're like, let's, let's get coffee one morning. And, uh, it was, I think it was. The VP was like, let's get coffee for it. I'm just starting my nursing school career. I'm like, oh, the vice president of some of some place wants to get coffee with me. Very nervous. And he was like, hey, yeah, I can help you get this low level entry job if you're really interested. So those connections, connections are everything in this field. And I really, again, put myself out there. Even if, even if I get embarrassed, I put myself out there. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how I go about it. <laughs> No, I think that's awesome. And something that you mentioned recently you got was LinkedIn. And I think a lot of, and I've met so many nurses that don't have LinkedIn and, and I get I it. You might be in I your know. career for a long time. You might not need to network as much, but honestly, I think it's so, such a valuable tool. And it shocks me to know that people don't know what LinkedIn is or nurses don't like to use it. So I'm, I think it's great. You got it, especially in health administration. Yeah, You'll so need a LinkedIn. It's the op, it's the opposite with a nurse. Like I was like, 
I'm telling my nursing friends I have LinkedIn and they're like, why do you have LinkedIn, man? <laughs> so it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Is there any specific feature with LinkedIn that you liked or anything new that you're like, wow, this is something like I wish I had sooner? Um, I just like the whole app. Like it lets you, it lets, it lets you connect with a lot of people around your interests so like if you connect with somebody it shows who else works at that company mm -hmm. and you might just need those other people to help boost your boost your career so it's something i really enjoy about that app i completely agree now one of the last questions i have is is there one thing that you would like to improve within the healthcare delivery system so like again delivery system i am very biased with this as a nurse I feel like we need to recruit more top talent. Again, with COVID, COVID opened a lot of loopholes. We all know that. And even before the pandemic, we saw a lot of um, healthcare workers not filling their spaces or hospitals filling staff, employees for nurses, all, all the healthcare workers in the hospital, basically. So having a EVP, employee value proposition, helps that top talent build. So for nurse, it could be it could be different. It just again, a lot of your guests come from high academic hospitals, and while some want to work there, some others like I'm just going to take the money at like this lower level hospital. So yeah, you have to talk about money in as a nurse. Talk about money, the benefits, pay time off, how much money I'm going to make from a weekend shift if I pick a shift mm -hmm. up. That all goes into play of something. It might be totally different for something you deal with or do you know what an EVP is from your sector of work, but it could be something small like that, that could, that we could help recruit better. I don't say better, more nurses, because if you're going through nurse school, I've been there, it's hard. You're coming out of there as a good nurse. So we need something to back nurses up to like, Hey, I want to work for you. And I think a lot of people probably don't know what an EVP is. Can you explain that and how it can help with retention? So employee value, um, value proposition is basically, it just helps retention. But I guess I said this a little bit, just by what's, it communicates what you're going to get and what you're not going to get. So really, so again. Are you talking about like employee benefits or? Yeah, basically like that. So okay. it's salary, employee benefits, all that stuff. And then what are you going to get at this hospital? Basically, like I said, it's, it's probably totally different for you guys. But um, if you communicate that down through the higher ups and every nurse is on board with that, I feel like they're like, this is, this is good. It depends. What do you want to, what do you want to pay the nurses? What do you want to pay healthcare professionals? And that could be totally different for some people. Like, no, or yeah. Certainly. Well, I appreciate your perspective on this. And before ending the podcast, I just want to say this has been wonderful. And I want to thank you for being a speaker, Brendan. Is there a way that listeners can connect with you after the show? Yeah, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's just my name, Brendan and Abby. She looked that up and I'd love to connect. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsors, Riverside and Spotify for podcasters. To listen to more episodes, check out the link in my bio at Health Admin Life on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube.